the darkness and into the light. I am Johnny Metters, and together we're going to turn over mossy rocks and uncover the secrets your government doesn't want you to know. Welcome to monsters, mysteries, and meddling into the missing molten mass in the middle with Metters. A podcast where we say what the media won't tell you. The truth. You can now be a beacon in the darkness by supporting this show with money. That's right, y'all. I just bought some very expensive creature hunting armor so I can work towards bringing the truth to you. Starting at just $5 a month, you can be an official meddler on Patreon. How is it official? It will say so on the internet. All right, I'll take some calls. So, okay, so I live on St. Anne Island, and I saw something that I think you need to know about. I was out at night. I love night swims because it's the best time to commune with the sharks. And a very talented tarot reader recently told me that my late husband was reincarnated as a shark. So I'm out looking for Bill, who may or may not be a shark. And I was standing at the water's edge, and I swear to God, I saw a spaceship chasing a truck. And Johnny I know Mercury is in retrograde, so you cannot believe everything you see, but I swear on Bill's dorsal fins that there was a truck gunning it across the bridge to St. Anne Island, and there was a genuine spaceship hot on its heels. And then something jumped out of the truck bed and into the bay, or maybe a couple somethings. Too many somethings for me. I went the hell back inside, because once there are aliens involved, it is every Bill for himself. I don't know nothing about no Mercury and Retrogator, but there is so much evidence out there about UFOs and aliens that the government is hiding from us. Now, I have heard whisperings about a group of truth seekers. They're staging an attack on Area 51 in order to find out what secrets are hidden there. I would join them, but I have no idea how to run like some cartoon character named Naruto. Hello, Jonathan. Uh, this is Severus Svati. I am very excited to be calling in for my very first time. I'm, I'm really hoping you listen to these, and I hope you hear them. I was at a local, uh, haberdashery, if you will, and while I was going over some fancy new pocket squares, a man entered, uh, and it looked like he was going to rob the place, but, uh, the strangest thing happened whenever he pulled out his gun. It seemed like the excitement was too much for him, and he simply lost all control of his skeletal structure, and he just evaporated into a liquid. Now, I thought this was quite strange, but your review series on the secret world of Alice and Mac that you did for your Patreon exclusive made me think that perhaps uh, this is an actual thing that people can do. Uh, would you mind, uh, possibly looking into this or, uh, giving us some words of encouragement? Uh, ta-ta, love your show, and, uh, thank you very much, sir. At a local who's a whatsery? Severus, despite your outlandish way of speech, I am all too familiar with this account. Turns out, y'all, that there are all manner of terrifying creatures out there. I happen to know that this man is what is known in folklore as a selkie taking the form of a human. When in duress, they are able to turn liquid and trickle back to their terrifying seal bodies. How do I know this? I was the one that brought this particular beast to justice. That's right. 
I have entered the tutelage of a bona fide monster hunter. She is a true hero, fighting behind the veil of what you know as reality to keep you safe. The Paimon Princess, the Devil Dame, the Tatalian. Yeah, I like that one. Later today, she's going to show me how to shoot magic lightning from her fingers. But you, my meddlers, you're lucky enough to be under the tutelage of Johnny Metters himself. There are those that work to keep these secrets from you, but I will be the one to teach you what it takes to be monster hunters. That way, together, someday we will rise up to fight the Gator Man and all of the nefarious forces he commands. Are you ready? Rule number one. Secrets. Rule number two is never go off alone. Rule number three is don't, uh, no, no, no. Rule number three is always listen to Johnny. And then rule number four probably should be don't die. Though I sort of felt like rule number one could have been don't die because it's pretty important. But I didn't make the rules. I'm just, like I said, I'm learning. We will get into more of this on the next episode. But for now, let's take another caller. Hello, Joris for Flubenschulben here, number one ranked international badminton star. Uh, you probably heard of me. Uh, long time listener, first time caller, and I would like someone to tell me why there is a flock of seagulls drawing a pentagram around the... I, I don't know what that is exactly. Some sort of lizard fish egg thing on St. Anne's Lighthouse Park. Uh, perhaps it is Spawn of the Gator Man or something, I don't know. Uh, not that Johnny cares about that these days, since he still will not reveal the Gator Man's identity. But at any rate, I was promised a clean, picturesque sand court to play on for the International Badminton Tournament of Golikochika, but it has been taken over by these, these satanic birds. They seem to be... Wait, ow! Ow! Ow, you stop that right now! Ow! Well, Joris, first of all, you obviously ain't from around here. While seagulls are a nuisance and occasionally engage in demi-satanic activity, they unfortunately are not a monster and thus are protected under the Federal Migratory Bird Treaty Act. You have the 100% Metters guarantee that no seagulls will ever be at the center of some St. Anne lighthouse haunting. Second of all, I have not yet revealed the identity of the Gullicochica Gator Man because I am unfortunately back to square one. But fear not, as I am now learning the ways of the Tate's Hellion. And I will use that power to bring the Gator Man to justice! Nighttime at the St. Anne Lighthouse Park. Waves lap whimsically against the white sand that sprawls from the ocean to the Golden Gull, from which the pulse of dance music can be heard. The red, green, and blues of stage lighting ignite the windows sporadically, and the lighthouse thrusts into the sky behind it on the opposite side from the beach. What was once its proud lantern room is now a pitch black observation deck. 
It's only inhabitants after the Lighthouse Museum closes their teenagers looking for a place to make out or smoke pot. It's lit decoratively from below, which casts menacing shadows as if it is a sentinel guard staring down over the island. In the darkness, the shapes of birds can be seen circling between the tower and the beach. They are chaotic and frantic, and they occasionally pass through the underlighting, causing it to flicker against the building. Down on the beach, most vacationers have been drawn inside by the cold ocean water and the festive atmosphere of the gulf. The area is entirely empty, save for two teenage boys. Damien and Naman stand, throwing rocks at the birds who are flying up above. Around their feet, empty beer bottles are carelessly strewn about in the sand. They laugh and remark about how close each stone comes to hitting one of the white birds. They're drunk and clumsy, and the last thing either one of them expects is for one of their projectiles to land true. All right, let's get out of here, Damien says as he hurls one last stone up into the yipping flock of seagulls. But then there's a sickening crack up above as a poor creature plummets down into the sand below. The two boys are silent with disbelief for a moment, and then they burst out into heinous laughter. I can't can't fucking believe it, Nimon remarks. But then their cackling is interrupted by a figure who they never noticed approaching. It's bad luck to kill a seabird. Enems the souls of sailors what met their maker. Who the fuck are you? Damien whips around, but the figure is gone. A wave, bigger than any that is typically seen in calm weather along the Gulf Coast, rises up above his head. We see Naman behind him get sucked into the undertow. Damien calls out as the wave crashes around him, and when all is quiet, the beach is empty, save for the seagull, who is twitching its last few desperate spasms. Up atop the lighthouse, the observation deck illuminates. What has even happened recently? I guess you guys uh, defeated the Selkie, question mark? Yeah, that's the last thing we did. Defeated the Selkie and then had a weird dream about a naked demon baby. The last thing was Uh, me kicking them back through and telling Goodfellow that I captured or sent back two Selkies. Goodfellow, I captured these Selkies for you. You got it. That's my voice. (laughs) Hello, I'm Adi. I'm Adi Green. Hello. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, so it's been about a week since the three of you took care of the Selkie situation. Yeah, how's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? What's on y'all's little minds? How many weeks has it been? It's been a week. One week. One week, One week. since you looked at since me. Since you looked at me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, everybody's everybody's healed up. Everybody's doing fine since everybody is so curious after my last level up Mm -hmm. what'd you take i took what could go wrong because sarah that's her middle name sarah what could go wrong pain (laughs) that was my level up i feel like i could have just let you keep that move if you if it was something you well you know what i thought it was like marie or something her middle name what is Sarah's middle name? It's what could go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Or danger. I don't know. 
<laughs> or danger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ambulance. It's ambulance. Sarah ambulance pain. I am the ambulance. It's Sarah Patreon pain. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's just an advertisement for our Patreon. I actually sold my middle name to be a, a ad space. Uh, <laughs> um, what are the lasting memory effects of Wild Bites? I know it's happened before, but like the next day, do I remember? When the Wild Bites wear off, you, you're you good. I mean, yeah, your memory but do comes I remember back. that I texted my ex? <laughs> oh. Oh, because you returned the Selkie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When I texted Goodfellow, do I remember all of that? Yeah, yeah, I think you remember that for sure. I don't know what you would do about it, you know? Like, you yeah, I'm not feel, happy about kind it. You'll feel kind of <laughs> foolish. Yeah. I assume there's no response. Um, yeah, no response. Yeah, I figured. It's, it's green now. You may have blocked me. New, new number, <laughs> who did? <laughs> uh, what is... The Selkie, the good one's name again. Mm, Maeve. That's Bill's Maeve. wife. Wife. Yeah. Who? I, oh, that's a good question that I have for Ray Ray because the scene that Katie and I did together mm. was her telling Katie that she thinks she's going to separate from Bill and asking if Sarah would talk to you about a place for her in the wildlife retreat. Would Ray allow her to come stay there? Is she weird enough? Yeah, just he just has to figure out a living situation. I think we're going to have to get a mobile home back there. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and I'm not sure how we're going to do it very easily. Fair. So <laughs> so we cut to a mobile but... home getting delivered. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, and um, yeah, so her and Barb are neighbors <laughs> No, that's amazing. You know, actually, yeah, I'd probably get a camper. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Probably get a camper for her. Makes sense. The gate that I've mentioned in the Halloween specials that leads back to Barb's hut, I don't know, you picture picture the zoo where there's like a, a paved road that leads into like these double swinging, you know, kind of fence doors that are chained up. So that's what I'm kind of picturing. And then like shortly after that gate, uh, the paved part kind of transitions into just kind of like a dirt or like muddy street uh, or not street, but path. And uh, that leads back to kind of this burgeoning uh, wild section of the wildlife retreat that has Barb and the um, the lake with the Altamahaha and her egg. And um, now there's a camper parked out next to so maybe maybe like the snipe pen is between the camper and Barb's hut that's by the creek. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds sounds good. Um, and yeah, and I'll even say that you've seen her children visit her, and her children that she's had with Bill are are also selkies, and you've seen them in their little baby seal forms, kind of uh, playing in the creek with Barb and Maeve, kind of watching them as they sit on the on Barb's porch. So kind of like um, almost like a little wild family that's starting back there. That's exciting. Uh, you should you should really watch them if they get to the deeper end of the creek. <laughs> <laughs> you hear you hear, <clears throat> and Alti comes up out of the water, and from her mouth, sort of squirts, you know, sort of blows out water at one of the kids, and they laugh and splash water back at Alti. 
It's very sweet. Well, dang. <laughs> I guess we're all getting along famously back here. Never mind. <laughs> but seriously, she is a carnivore. I mean, I know you accidents happen, so just, you know, just be extra careful. Yeah, she already ate one of them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, sweet. Well, yeah, that's what I'm doing besides uh, drone training. <laughs> drone training? Do tell. Please explain. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, just your usual drone training. I don't know what's more to explain about that. Just learn Are you training to... the drone or are you training yourself on how to wield the drone? Oh, yeah, I'm training myself on using the drone that I ordered. Amazing. <laughs> Which is actually a, a real life Ryan and Ray Ray thing. So, <laughs> congrats. I got my drone stuck in a tree the other day. It's cool. I got it out. Ryan or Ray Ray? The lines are so blurred now. Both. <laughs> uh, so, what are the what are the capabilities of your drone? How does your drone stop other drones? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> Training an eagle was an option. That was on the list. Yeah, I just feel like it's easier to order a drone. Oh, my God. <laughs> just... <laughs> Eagles can't even live down here. It's way too hot. I think Rooster is probably out here because he is stoked. I picture Rooster as someone who would be very excited about learning how to use a drone. So he's probably... Every time you're willing to give it up, he's taking a turn. Oh yeah, it's most with it's it. mostly rooster using the drone. It's it's, <laughs> it's like a video game in the sky. He's a little more tech savvy. I've been trying to get him to, to figure it out so he can tell me how to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's having a good old time. And he's like pretty comfortable now. I don't I don't know if this is something that we've mentioned, but he's probably pretty comfortable now with your uh, with the non-mundane side of your retreat. Um, and I think maybe at this point he's kind of like helps you with projects around it, like helps you build stuff. Yeah, we're definitely building a big connecting patio between Barb's and Maves. <laughs> so they got a big sweet deck. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, and we had to install a well back there, obviously. For... Oh, for everybody's water? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> All in a week's time. Rooster's a very good maintenance man when he wants to be, when he's not playing Nintendo. <laughs> Rooster's a very good friend. Uh, what is everybody else doing at this time? I'd like to hear what Sarah's been doing. Sarah, what, did, yeah, what is Sarah up to? Is she still wallowing? No. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I have been doing. What was the last thing I, wa I did do? I don't even remember. <laughs> You took Johnny on as an apprentice. <laughs> as an apprentice. Yeah, I was thinking, was thinking whatever it is, we'll have to do a Johnny. And you did promise that you would teach him more, sort of, in a way. <laughs> this is not something I had planned for this character, Johnny, but I love the idea of you teaching Johnny how to hunt monsters. <laughs> what, have I, what would I be teaching him? You tell me. I think I, I probably... Definitely met up with Johnny sometime in the week. Okay. Just to make sure that he keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> He's about secrets. <laughs> he has purchased um like football pads and he's wearing them. Fuck it. He's ready. At the to... golden goal, man. Why are you wearing those? <laughs> I just figured that uh, you know, when we go when we go to train in the woods or whatever, 
or maybe uh i don't know maybe the, like the dump that we could no one would see us out there we could you know set up a bunch of trash like it's a monster and i could you could you're, you said you're going to teach me that latin and uh, and how to melt people so uh I'm just, I'm just excited. Keep I don't care about what people down. think about Keep me. Keep your voice down. Keep your voice down. <laughs> Jordan is like f- f- full face palming, like embarrassed about, like, you know. Say, I, I imagine I'm making eye contact with Jordan across the room. Jordan is charmed by Johnny's weirdness while other people are uh, frightened by it. But this is even a little too much for him. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, I can't, I can't teach you the red lightning thing uh it's it's not teachable is this like i've gotta find it within myself um like uh i can introduce you to a guy but then jordan might be really mad at me uh sarah what what uh what exactly are you getting at over here you're not getting johnny into trouble are you he gets into enough of that himself oh no we're just we're just friends. Oh, good. All right, I'm relieved. And he walks to the other side. Of the <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right, you convinced me. That's what he said. <laughs> he says, "All right, you convinced me with that. That's a good. You did a good I job convincing me." Manipulative. <laughs> you know, you manipulated what? me. You did a good job manipulating me. <laughs> Manipulating me. You manipulated. You manipulated me real good. <laughs> Okay, so you can't teach me the lightning. Uh, that sucks, but uh, you can teach me to, like, do other stuff, right? Like, how do you know? Once you know it's a monster, right? Once you know what the monster is, mm-hmm. how do you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how do you know what it, what, how to kill it? I, I don't. Wow, I'm realizing I don't know as much about monster as <laughs> I thought. Nice. I'm basically just hanging out with johnny to keep him out of trouble at this point yeah but he's asking you questions that he's he's expecting a lesson so if you're gonna bullshit you go, if you're gonna bullshit him you gotta bullshit him <laughs> what do i what can i teach him i want to teach him something useful because i don't want him to die because i have a feeling he's going to die <laughs> all right well i guess i will take johnny out <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think of a secluded area. Like, I was going to say just on the beach. Are so you, gonna, like, are you killing him? No. I meant like out of the restaurant. I'm going to take him out all into a secluded area. Behind the watershed and put a bullet behind his uh, between his eyes. No. Just look at the no. flowers, Johnny. That's I want, I want to pet the bunny rabbit. <laughs> Can I take him to Ray Ray's? Sure. It's the the most secluded area I can think I'm, of. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I show up with Johnny and you're going to say no. Ray Ray says, no, you cannot. So, so now what's your plan? <laughs> That's a great idea. He's just as weird as Barb and Maeve. He can hang out with them. Maybe we can put him in the oubliette. I don't know. Oh my god. I'm trying to protect him. You you want me to let the man who has a podcast almost exclusively oh, about yeah. my <laughs> other being and the beings oh, that live yeah. on my property 
come and hang out. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. I get it. The man makes a good point. <laughs> and you think that's something Ray's just going to be cool with. I will take Johnny to the edge of Tate's hell. I will teach him everything I know. Why don't I just like go over like everything that we've fought with That's him? Pretty cool. You're gonna it's, give him all the. It's another bad idea. See, you just. That's <laughs> just another right. Okay, not everything. I love I forgot, how. I, can't... <laughs> I love how Katie. Katie, you're you're basically saying here. You're like, okay, I need to like keep him safe by uh, giving him fake information. So why don't I get him possessed by the devil? Bring him to Ray Ray's <laughs> retreat where all of the monsters are. And also tell him about all the real monsters that we fought in our time. <laughs> what if I give him very short versions of what we fought? Yeah, he's walking alongside you in the woods, uh, wherever you're taking him. All right, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to start in the beginning. The beginning of time? When I met you. Let's start with that. Okay. It wasn't a shark. Yeah. It was uh, a giant piece of trash, as you saw. Did you see it? Yes. Yeah, I saw it in the opening monologue. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a giant piece of trash. <laughs> yeah. I was the first character in this whole podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so you saw the trash monster. Well, we had to dry that thing out at the paper mill. I was part of that plan. Wait, wait a second. So you're saying I've been a monster hunter as long as you have? You've been a monster hunter this whole time in your well, heart. Well, shit, I don't even, I'm, I don't even need, I, I can teach, maybe I can teach you how to hunt the Probably monsters. Probably could. Well, that's cool. great. I wish he would. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, kidding aside, though, um, I mean, that was the last monster I fought, you know. What are we doing out here in the woods? You could have told me this back at the bar, right? I mean... I've got my football pads. You want to, like, spar? Is that a thing you do? We can set up a tree. <laughs> a okay. tree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of trees to choose from. And I will teach you how to stake a vampire. Awesome. Wait, vampires are real? I mean, I, kn- I-, I figured. <laughs> I mean, I knew that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just trying to prepare you for anything, Johnny. Uh, as you get to work setting up some kind of, uh, what, you're setting up dummies on trees? Is that what you're doing? Or like drawings? Yes. As you get to work setting these up, you do hear a voice in your head say, Sarah, it would be so much easier if you would just kill him out here right now. That would take a lot off of our plate, would it not? <laughs> Are you about to make me roll to not kill Johnny? Because I'm afraid. We're just talking. Just saying. Saying <laughs> words. I'm like shaking my head back and forth. Sarah, you're you're being quiet. Uh, you all right over there? I'm 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 good, man. He finishes nailing one of the pictures you've drawn up onto the tree. I got some wooden stakes. All right. <laughs> See, I don't normally do the physical part because I can do lightning with my hands. That make that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> and I can also telekinesis things. So 
Yeah, but I mean, if I had to, like, I don't know, teach you how to paint a house, I could probably figure out how to give you some pointers, even if I don't paint a lot of houses, you know, because I've seen houses get painted. You're so wise. (laughs) I never knew this about you. I did figure out that Donnie was the Gator Man. You still haven't sold me that he ain't. Donnie, he's not. He never will be. All right. Now, vampires aren't completely like you see in Twilight. I know you're a big Twilight fan. <laughs> that's very true. I mean, I like... So, so what you're saying is they don't sparkle? They definitely don't sparkle. But they're still handsome, though, right? No. What? <laughs> you're telling me vampires ain't handsome? They look undead. You would definitely know it was a vampire if you saw it. Now that's just depressing. <laughs> I don't think you could be seduced by a vampire. So you got that going for you. I mean, I could still be seduced by a vampire. Oh my god. <laughs> but they can't go out in the sunlight, so that's true. Okay. Uh so what's the what are these wooden pointy thing? Are, this is like are we making a tent? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm going to leave your ass out here. No, you it's to stab the vampires in the heart. To kill them. Oh, good. All right, cool. He picks one up and goes, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll show him. Okay. Roll, roll, kick some ass. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to say roll to help out. You're, this isn't like a mechanical help out. This is more like you're you're trying to teach him. Roll to help out. I have Negative one, cool. Thanks, Ian, for changing it from kick ass. <laughs> that makes that makes more sense. You're doing uh, pretty no, bad at helping out. All right. Well, that was a failure. Cool. Oh no, that was that was a real bad failure. He kind of blinks and uh, maybe looks disappointed, <laughs> and. Uh, Good. This will get him off my back too. Okay. All right. Um, I'll. Uh, I guess I'll practice. <laughs> I'll practice that then. <laughs> and he takes a stake and starts trying to stab the thing. As he as he repeatedly stabs a stake through the heart of this vampire drawing you've made, you feel this uh, dark desire to bring harm to him, uh, clutch you in your chest and. You hear the devil once more in the back of your head. Sipera, why are you wasting our time? Kill him. Okay, so if I don't give in, then my powers are unavailable until the end of the mystery. So is this a mystery or is this just the interlude? Is the question. Because <laughs> if it's an interlude, then it's not too bad. I won't answer that. As you mark off luck boxes, these requests get bigger and nastier. Uh-huh. You've used a lot of luck, so I'm asking you to do something really nasty. <laughs> Murder, <laughs> beloved NPC Jonathan Metters. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ruin our show right now, Katie. Just say mm. do it. All right, I think I'm getting pretty good at this. <laughs> he stabs the paper. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm not going to do it. I'm, Blam, Johnny. Johnny, look, we got to get out of here. <laughs> we just got. What are you talking about? We just got here. 
I gotta show you something more important. We gotta go. <laughs> it took us an hour and a half to drive all the way out here, and <laughs> you, we're going. We're we're turning around. Yes. You're gonna. <laughs> you taught me how to kill one type of monster. I'll teach you more. I promise. But we have to leave. Hmm. Okay. I guess that's fine. I I think we need to go back. We just need to go back. Okay. I'm like dragging him to the car. He he goes willingly. That's fine. To the wait. Oh, is he driving, or are you in the? Are you doing the motorcycle? I guess we could go on my motorcycle. Yes, Johnny in the sidecar is a great image. <laughs> All right. Do you take him anywhere in particular, or are you just taking him home? Is this the end of this godforsaken scene? <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will take him back home, and I can sit in his kitchen with him and teach him runes. That sounds safe. Why can't, can't you say that anymore. fucking word? Runes? Yes, runes. <laughs> I can't say that word. It's just like crown. I say crown and crown all the same. It's all the same. A ruin you know? is a broken building. <laughs> I a rune is also, a letter. There's also an I in that. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. You guys are so mean to me. <laughs> I'm calling OSHA. <laughs> what what ru what ruins do you teach him? I'm gonna teach him the one what's the one that <laughs> <laughs> So Ari, I know the trapping one that we did in the paper mill. Let's and the start healing with one. that one. Yeah, and cool. the healing one. But I think the trapping one's probably better for him. Okay, yeah, for this one, roll... This one you can roll plus weird. That's a 10. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you're able to uh, draw some runes that are pretty dang good, pretty close to what Ari did with, as a as an agent. And um, I've been practicing. You know, these runes aren't. It's not as simple as drawing. You know, like the letter B. Like everything has to be precise, um, and not just a mechanical like I'm drawing a thing, but also like intent and you have to put some sort of like life force into this thing. You know, the conditions have to be right. Um, and you're able to kind of uh, nail the intricacies of this. And in a way that um, Johnny actually picks up a little bit of it. Um, so this is at your house. No, his or, house. no, his house. You said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you, so you spend the, uh, the afternoon kind of teaching him, uh, these things, these runes, and he eventually, you know, says that he has to start getting ready because uh, him and Jordan are going to eat lunch before Jordan's bar shift that night. Uh, and yeah, you leave. I wipe the sweat off my brow as I leave his house because I'm happy I didn't kill him. <laughs> well, let's go figure out what Ari's been up to. In retaliation of his own actions, Ari has thrown out his cell phone in a dumpster behind a random building. <laughs> <laughs> And he has resigned himself to the under-infirmary, where he is just practicing magic and preparing for this upcoming conflict that he keeps hearing so much about. Oh, like the big one. 
The big one. The big one. Uh, definitely starting to get nervous about what is happening and all the foes we have met. I want to learn to be a little more connected with this blade that I'm using. That's cool. As old as sword. Both in like kind of attuning myself to it, kind of feeling the magic out of the holy magic. It's not something I am practiced in. And I have been wanting to connect to some of the contacts I have in various places. So I want to try to commune with the Arbiter of Dreams, Merog, if she has taken over her father's mantle. Okay. So I think drawing a, I think with like a permanent marker or some paint that uh, Rooster has lying around, just a small circle of runes that I'm going to place the empty bag of sleep powder in. And then with that same paint, I'm going to draw a connecting rune on my forehead as I lay down to sleep and try to use magic via my dreams to talk to Merog. Okay, okay. This feels like big magic. It does, as if to send my consciousness to the realm of dreams that she is the arbiter of. Yeah, I mean, you have some weird materials. Uh being the sack, the empty sack that still has some remnants of the sleep powder on it. And it was personally hers. Ryan, stop laughing. <laughs> Why is he laughing? What did I say? I don't know. Empty sack. It's very far from... God damn it. <laughs> I thought that you were saying that Ari was like an empty sack of a human. <laughs> Why are you people unable to speak English? <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, it- Ari is impotent. He's got an empty sack. I empty out my sack before bed every night. (laughs) I mean, how else can you fall asleep? (laughs) You have... God God. damn it, I was drinking water and you made me choke on it. (laughs) (laughs) This spell requires you to draw arcane symbols, which you have done. I will say for big magic, this spell needs to be cast at a particular place or time, which is... Uh, the evening. So, yeah, we're already kind of checking some boxes here for the big magic. I don't think I'm even going to make you roll. I love that. Because I, I think accept. this is like, I think this is weird, uh, very weird territory. It doesn't say I have to make you roll for big magic. It says you need, it says you, one of the requirements I could make you do is you need to use magic as part of the ritual. Sure. Um we could even say my badge is included in these weird materials as that helps open doors to other places. It's almost a skeleton key, it seems like. Ooh, I got it. Okay, you will need to use magic to be able to communicate with something because mm. um, the dream world is very um, metaphorical and intangible. So to actually like communicate with Merog you're going to need to use use magic. So let's have that roll to see what I'm going to do here. That is 10 on the dice, plus 2 is 12. Okay, very nice. So you fall asleep. When you begin to dream, you're standing on a cloud, and you can see Merog's house. You don't see anything else. You just see Merog's house just ahead of you. 
But other than that, you're completely alone. You don't hear anything. Maybe like an ambient droll kind of, just of the emptiness of the surrounding area. I, I feel like movement here is like, if I want to be at the front door, I'm at the front door. Is that... Yeah, you find yourself at the front door as soon as you even have that thought. I... I request an audience with the Arbiter of Dreams. Uh, there is a loud creaking as this giant door uh, that's hundreds of feet tall opens up ahead of you. Is there anyone beyond it? You see the interior of this giant house, but Marog's nowhere to be found. Uh, there's a placard on the wall, and on that placard is the head of the giant Zegnar. Stoically staring forward. I would like to look around my surroundings for anything else dangerous and or nightmarish. You can uh, roll investigate a mystery. Sure. Seven on the dice plus two is nine. Hold one. What happened here? You look at Zegnar's face and you have visions of a tribunal, and you have visions of, uh, these are just quick flashes, you don't even get like very specific moments, um, except for you get that uh, good fellow ruled in favor of, uh, of executing Zegnar. When these visions end, when these kind of quick flashes of, of the trial, and then the even the execution end, you see your surroundings again, and you see that this uh, head of Zegnar is not looking forward anymore. It's looking down at you, and uh, you hear it say, This fate was never meant for you, Zegnar. I, these, this cannot be real. This must be a nightmare. Old friend, I would never let this happen. There's thunderous stomping in the background that's getting slowly louder and louder, and the head says again, I did not kill you, Zegnar. The stomping is just getting louder and louder, like something enormous is getting closer and closer to you. I wasn't in control! The house comes up from its foundation as it's suddenly ripped up from around you, and it's tossed to the side and it just collapses in a heap. And you turn around to see Merog. She's uh, so large, she's huge. She's bigger than you've ever seen her. She's towering above you, bigger than you've ever seen Zegnar himself. She's wearing her pink dress uh, that she wore before she was an agent and she tries to step on you. Her foot is closing in on you as we speak. I try to roll out of the way? Act under pressure. I'm not going to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is very good. That's another 10 on the dice plus 2. 12. Yeah, you're able to roll out from under her foot, and and you start running, and you're super fast. Uh, You are just moving at an amazing pace, and she begins to chase after you and with each step her pink dress uh the color from it fades and it becomes uh it becomes a very light hue and then it becomes uh white 
and then gray and then black and then it's a dark suit she's wearing this this outfit of an fae agent you're able to move so fast uh but eventually just she's just so large that she catches up with you and uh she steps on you and everything goes black what do you have have to say to me is what you've shown me the truth, Marag? Or are you just trying to tear me down? Is Zegnar dead? Things here aren't as they seem. They can't be. I just came to speak to you, Marag. Then you'll need to come see me. In the clouds? Yes. I will see you soon. Thank you for sparing me. And you open your eyes. You see the bare bones area of your bunk in the infirmary. Welcome to Shrimp and Crits. Where am I? <laughs> You're here in the middle trow. Oh, there I am. <laughs> While Ryan's finding himself, we want to thank you for listening. You're so wonderful. Uh, I want to give a special thanks to Mr. Ray from $2 Creature Feature, Reed from Bring Your Own Mech and the, and the Dimos Paradox, and Drea from Bad Heroes for providing call-in cameos for the Matters podcast. Yes, it was very cool. I thank you, and Matters, Johnny Matters also thanks you. You sounded very sarcastic when you, when you said I, that was Just cool. cut that, cut that. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> we forgot to say that Cap's not here. Yes. Oh, he's not? <laughs> <laughs> I would have never known. He was he was the only one here last last middle trow, and so the, we're gonna. This is how rumors get started that maybe <laughs> there's some friction. He's cheating on us. We can no longer be in the same room together. <laughs> we, <laughs> I we don't think we've ever been in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cap's actually recording a fun cameo on another podcast. So uh, I don't want to say which podcast because it's a big mystery. It's a secret. It's it starts with Mo Drogan. <laughs> what? No, it doesn't. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, we have a Twitter, Instagram, and a TikTok. It's at Shrimp and Crits. Uh, we're never going to use the TikTok ever in our lives. <laughs> if you can get us to ten thousand followers, we'll start TikToking. No. I'll read a book about TikToking. We'll do the dances. We're not going to do that. We're not gonna going by no circumstance. Will we use our TikTok? But we do have it. <laughs> and you can find us at Shrimp and Crits on it. We also love postcards. Who doesn't yeah. love getting mail? You can send us a postcard at P.O. Box 60934, Nashville, Tennessee, 
3-7-2-0-6. We got a new one from Sarah in New York. Thank you, Sarah in New York. I love your postcard. Our promo for the week is Reckless Attack. They're a D&D 5E actual play with new episodes every Tuesday. Oh, that's stressful. <laughs> yeah, say I agree. <laughs> I can't do one every Tuesday. I can't even do one every Monday. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's their trailer. A story of monsters, mystery, and myth. And the four adventurers who have banded together as heroes and as friends. And then he hears Val's voice from above, and then he basically feels better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who come together to make the world a little safer for their fellow mortals. Large creatures. I brought Hody! <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can't put yep. Hody in danger. Well, I guess it's hero time. Reckless Attack is a weekly, collaboratively built and character-driven D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. Join us at our table as we explore a homebrew fantasy world whose future is built on the mistakes of the past. A story of ultra giants and saints, legends and rediscovery, and stacks of frogs. Jackers is building his own Ewok village. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Check us out at RecklessAttack.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Wow. Are you clapping? I'm slow clapping. <laughs> Let's thank our shrimp... Tr- our, sh- our shrimp... Tr- shrimp... Tr- shrimp... Let's thank our shrimp-tastic new patrons this week. Uh, we have Mr. F. We have Mark D., Alex K, Amalamadon, and Jay Pang. Woo-woo. Y'all are awesome. Welcome to the crew. I love you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> if you haven't already, you should rate and review us wherever you listen to our lovely voices because we love stars. <laughs> And if you don't, you should turn off the podcast right now because <laughs> you don't deserve it. I don't want to do it for you. I want to do it for the people that want to rate and review us. So goodbye. No, remember that we release bi-weekly I on said Mondays. goodbye. Our next episode releases April 11th. See you then. Whee! You better go push the button or you don't get to listen to the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Ray's dad? You're never going to (laughs) know unless you rate and review us. It's Ari. It's not Ari. Ray's dad is Ari. It is definitely not Ari. Or is it Sieb? They were both in the room. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray, it's it's been a fun day. You were out hanging out with your kind of uh, new monstrous family that's kind of forming. But, you know, between Barb and the Selkie family and uh, Alti and, um, you know, playing with the drone. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a fun day. And you're, 
Pretty upbeat, I think. Or, I don't know. You're probably feeling good. I don't know. I don't want to put feelings in your mouth. What? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or do you? I mean... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but it has gotten a little bit, it has gotten late. The sun went down. You couldn't see your drone anymore except for the, um, the blinking green light on it. There's not a red light on your drone. It's Star Wars, remember? (laughs) Right. Um, and you are walking back to your, uh, to your house to turn in for the night. Okay. When you see a red light off in the woods. Am I with Rooster? No, I think Rooster went back. I think Rooster headed home. All right. You probably have the drone in its box, or I don't know, maybe you're just carrying it. I don't know. How do you do drones? I'm probably just carrying it. Uh, Ray is going to duck down, try to find some kind of shelter. Not shelter, but, you know, <laughs> duck behind something. Sure. And try to get the drone set up. There's a sign that uh, says employees only down this road because you're on the uh, road that leads to your house within the retreat. So you can kind of duck behind that sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I would like to uh, try to get the drone set up and send it up. <laughs> amazing what the hell what do i need <laughs> what the hell do you roll for using a drone in monster of the week oh god this game that's this character <laughs> do drones okay educate me here i have a drone what's up do drone well so does ryan i have a drone uh drones have like a screen on them like how do you see what the drone sees yeah you plug in your phone or whatever you have Okay. But some just have a straight up own like camera, but this one would definitely just like you plug in the phone and it's plugged into the remote. So you just see on your phone through the drone. It's really cool. (laughs) Okay. They're not good for fighting other drones, though. (laughs) Let me be clear. They are if you run this drone into the other. Yeah, 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 that's fine. (laughs) You're telling me you've never done a drone fight before? (laughs) <laughs> so what what is your strategy what are you trying to do with the with the drone are you trying to uh get a lay know. of the land <laughs> i'm trying to send the drone up to the other drone and then see if the other drone chases the drone oh my god amazing <laughs> i don't really know let's and ray's probably still uh, not great at using it <laughs> <laughs> let's have you investigate a mystery Minus one, since you admit that you're not good at the drone yet. That's a seven. Okay, hold one. Um, what can hurt it? You see that the drone is kind of rising up in the air, and it's kind of getting dangerously close to some tree limbs. So you get the sense that if you were able to, I mean, you wouldn't have to collide with it. But if you were able to uh, kind of throw it off its path, it might accidentally uh, run itself into some branches and get tangled up. All right. Ray's going to try to fly his drone under the other drone and just go up. This would be act under pressure (laughs) plus cool. Okay. 
That is a nine. So you kind of fly your drone up towards this drone, and uh, <laughs> and it backs up very abruptly, like almost like it has some sort of auto scan feature where as soon as it notices your drone, it uh, tries to get away from it so you can't collide with it. But you're going to lose control of your drone, and it keeps going, and it also gets tangled up in the branches of this tree. And you hear sort of this uh, crack, crack as the uh, the branches sort of uh, some of the branches snap, and both of these drones get caught up there in this uh, in this foliage. Okay, how high up is the tree? Like, do I see the red light and stuff? Obviously, yeah. You see, the red light is now blinking. It's blinking to show that there's something wrong with it, and you also see the green light of yours doing a similar thing. Uh, and the branches are pretty high up. This is one of those um, long branchless, you know, it only has branches up at the very top. Okay. I want to get the enemy drone. Like, I just want it. I want it. <laughs> so I want to climb it, that tree and grab that drone. Uh, amazing. Um, yeah, let's have you, uh, let's have you roll act under pressure. All right. You're climbing a tree without any branches. I'm going to say this is no limits because you're probably having to use your claws and use your gator powers to get up there. Oh, well, that's good because that's a seven. A seven with with your weird? With with no limits, that's a seven. (laughs) All right, choose a drawback. I need to rest right now. Okay. So you let your claws out, uh, otherwise staying in your human form, and you scurry your way up this tree, and you're able to get both the drones, no problem, and you get back to the ground and just sort of just sort of slump down to, at the base of this tree, and you just sort of toss these drones down into the bushes by you, and you see that they've both kind of instinctively powered down once that they they uh, you know they're programmed to I guess power down when they're not you know when they get stuck and they can't get out or at least the enemy one is and you just slump down by this tree and then you hear a twig snap and you see ahead of you once you look up the barrel of a gun and one of these. Uh, gear agents and before you're able to react uh, they fire and a dart hits you right in your chest and you slump unconscious come on man (laughs) I didn't mention it earlier but Sarah this evening Greg has asked you to come out for drinks with him at the Golden Gull your favorite place (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were already you were already there earlier. Like right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's time. <laughs> Unless you want to blow him off. Um He texted you and he said it's uh it's dance party night at the goal. I thought it'd be fun, is what he said. He wants to dance. Greg is an amazing dancer. <laughs> what if he is? <laughs> he took ballet for sixteen years. Mm. Four years of tap. Alright. I guess we're doing this. I guess we're going. I need to know the outfit. It's a very good point. It's really important. Your outfits are always 
<laughs> legendary. I gotta know what you're wearing for this. Typical uh, man only asking book. the female character what her outfit is. <laughs> you never ask what Ray Ray's outfit is. <laughs> he makes it very clear that he wears the same thing, flip-flops, and an expensive raincoat. We know what Ray Ray wears. <laughs> probably true. Um, Probably just wearing all black. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> You didn't wear that for the monster hunting, but now you're ready. <laughs> it's probably, I'm just, it's probably a black tank top and a black sweater, black jeans, black boots. <laughs> I don't think I have to describe this. You're wearing, no. all, why are you wearing all black? Yeah, you know what, fuck you, I'm going to wear an Easter Bunny costume. What do you want me to say? Normal clothes like you always do. Like your ACDC shirt, your yellow pants. <laughs> and yellow boots. I don't know. I've thrown a wrench in your seat. I'm sorry. Go for it. <laughs> I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. And my yellow boots. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I asked a normal up. question. <laughs> I don't have to like, ride in the car with him, right? Like I can drive my motorcycle there. No, no, no. Well, you know, you should take a cab, like a responsible... I didn't say I was going to drive home. Fair. I might call an Uber from... Um, yeah, so you get there, and he is at the inside bar, not the back bar, uh, because there's kind of like a... A few of the tables have been pushed to the side, and there's a little area where there are some people dancing. Um, and he's standing at the bar, drinking a beer. I guess I will very awkwardly go up to him. Oh, <laughs> you came. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm surprised. I am, too. <clears throat> well, but uh, I'm here. What can I get for you? You want, like, a soda? Uh, Glass of milk? Oh, God. Who goes to a bar and drinks their milk? <laughs> Are you drinking milk, Greg? You seem like the weirdo that would go to a bar and just <laughs> drink some milk. <laughs> No, he's got like a he's got a really boring beer. Mm. I guess I'll have a beer as well. All right. Uh, he, he like motions to the bartender and sort of like throws a hand up and the bartender brings him another beer. It's not Jordan because Jordan's Jordan only works the back bar. Wait, I need you to paint me a picture. What is Greg wearing? What does he look like <laughs> right now? I don't That's think I've I ever thought. seen him outside That's... of. It's been years. His top since outfit. I've seen yeah. Him. All right, yeah, sure. He's got, like, you know, sort of loose-fitting jeans and a nice plaid button-up shirt uh, with a white T-shirt under it. Um, he's wearing a watch, and uh, he's got kind of his swoopy bleach-blonde hair. All right, so he's dressed like your average bro. Very average bro, but he looks nice. Puka shell necklace and all. Oh, jeez. I'm bringing him back. <laughs> you look nice, by the way. I mean, Thanks, you know. man. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, you know. What? What did I say? Nothing. <laughs> so, like, what have you? Uh, I don't know. You've been. Uh, you've asked me some weird, kind of weird favors or whatever. Um, what have you been up to, like, since you left? Since you got let go? Is that what happened? Yeah, I got fired. That sucks, man. Um, yeah. Donnie's a real hard ass. <laughs> but not not in that way. <laughs> His okay. ass, I bet, is pretty soft. Okay. 
No, I've just been doing some freelancing. <laughs> oh, yeah? Contract work. Freelancing. Is that why you asked me for those plate numbers? Or are you like... Oh, no, that was just for me to, you know, try to figure out what happened to my dad's old partner. I wanted to catch up with her. And nobody oh. knew where she was. Are you like... Are you like Dog, the bounty hunter? <laughs> That's so stupid, Greg. <laughs> why Why would I be a bounty hunter? <laughs> I work for Ray Ray on the weekends. I play with the goats. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're a contractor who plays with Ray Ray's goats. That's pretty cool. I mean, sounds like it beats the hell out of police work. Do they still just have you on desk duty? Yeah, I thought I thought I was going to get uh, see some more field time when uh, you left and and Bobby left. But uh, they hired this hotshot Jill from uh, from Tallahassee. I thought you were going to say this hot chick and I was about to go off. on Greg. <laughs> I mean, she is kind of she is kind of hot. No, Greg, no, <laughs> you're trying to redeem yourself. <laughs> look why are you I don't know how to ask that question without being rude I I just want the listener to understand <laughs> that Ryan and I have been together since 2008 I do not remember a date <laughs> ever <laughs> I don't know how people behave on dates you're crushing it. I don't know it. what you're supposed to ask to get to know a person. <laughs> you're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> don't think about what Katie would do on a date. Think about what yeah. Sarah would do on a date. Yeah, Sarah would be <laughs> rude as hell. Do I? How long have I known Greg? Because in my head, I feel like I went to school with Greg. Like we grew up together. Yeah, that's that's cool with me. Okay. Do you even? Do you want to be a police officer? Uh, I mean, I, I am, so. I mean, <laughs> nah, man, you're a dispatcher. Okay, that's kind of. They don't even let you carry rude. the gun. That's pretty, that's pretty rude. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a gun. I brought it. I brought oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he drops it and it fires on. <laughs> no, don't say that. I mean, I really, I do really appreciate you, you know letting me call in some favors but i don't i don't owe you anything what uh what do you <laughs> what do you what do you mean like we've known each other for a long time yeah i mean i used to push you around on the playground <laughs> <laughs> hot N- no <laughs> i'm just saying like we could be friends i'm cool with being friends but i don't i I don't want you to think that this is a date. He nods, and you see him kind of, you see the wheels turning. I, yeah, I, I get it. Um, hey, look, I gotta use the, I gotta use the bathroom. Um, I'll be right back. But don't go, don't go, you're not gonna, you're not gonna leave, are you? No, I'm, I'll stay here. All right, I'll be, I'll be back. Is he gonna go turn into a vampire or some shit? <laughs> What's about to happen? Sarah, you you sit there drinking your beer while uh, you wait for Greg to get back, and you look up. Uh, you see a familiar person dancing. 
Uh, you see Brittany on the dance floor. Ah, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, lately when you've seen her, she's been in her scrubs. Uh, but now she's dressed pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, not, not much differently from you, but, um, yeah, she looks good. And she looks up and smiles when she sees you. I will wave at her from across the bar. I'm a point at my beer. <laughs> like, asking her if she wants one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she nods and starts to walk up to you. I guess I will very awkwardly hug her because I feel like <laughs> I feel like she's done me a solid and I have not been a very good friend. <laughs> um, yeah, she hugs you back enthusiastically. She's probably you can smell uh, yeah. maybe liquor, liquor on her breath. Hey, you want to do a shot of what? <laughs> I don't know your choice. I mean, sure. We're doing a shot, and then we're dancing. You and me. Okay. Let's go. Okay. What's your spirit of choice? All right. I will say whiskey. Wow. Okay. All right. Hey, Serena, uh, two whiskey shots. Uh, and yeah, she pours you two shots. And do you go dance with Brittany? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I don't get out very much. Nice. Is this what people my age do? <laughs> Is that what these people do? Uh, you know, some people. I don't know. This is the first time in a while that Sarah has not been able to use her powers. And she's doing something basic. <laughs> Very mundane, right? Yeah. Getting back to her roots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you go dance. The music's fun. It's like sort of um, retro dance club music. Uh, this is... This is an event that probably only happens about once a month at the goal, so it's um, probably kind of a hit, especially mm -hmm. now as it's getting closer to uh, winter. Uh, the tourism is dying down, and um, uh, and so the locals are kind of just, you know, there's not a whole lot to do. So when there's something going on, it's pretty popular. Yeah, so you dance with Brittany and... Uh, you do see eventually that Greg comes back and he's like looking around for you. Do you just leave him hanging? What do you do? I'm going to wave at him. Wave him over. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, what a terrible idea. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to uh, be rude. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, when you wave at him, he smiles and uh, he's like, he does the thing where you say, you know, you kind of motion for him to come over and he's like, he does like a, who me? <laughs> God <laughs> bless. <laughs> and uh, but then he gets another drink and he he uh, he, he moseys on over. And he's doing kind of like a, he's just walking, but he's also kind of like bobbing his head, trying to like dance his way through the dance floor towards you guys. You remember Brittany? <laughs> yeah. What's up? <laughs> she made me do shots. You want to do shots? No, no more shots. He's like, all right, I'll be right back. I can't, no, I can't couldn't hear what you said. I'll be right back. <laughs> he starts to like dance his way back towards the bar. <laughs> all right, I'm going to try to talk to Brittany. You're, uh, so you're here with him? <laughs> Not like that. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, we're, we're friends. We used to work together. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he works at the police office, right? Yeah, he's a dispatcher. But apparently they gave him a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he has his gun just, with 
<laughs> Look, I I just wanted to say that I really I really appreciate your help. Are you okay after like everything that happened at the hospital with like the the outbreak? Uh yeah, I mean that shit was pretty weird, but um my I boss don't know, exploded. I mean... No biggie. <laughs> Did you say a doctor died from that? Yeah, it was pretty fucked up, but I don't know. You see people die all the time as a nurse. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's a hard job. Not like being a cop. <laughs> she winks at you. <laughs> well, I got fired, so I don't really know. It wasn't that great at being a cop. That's all good, I'm sure. I mean, I know you get up to some pretty crazy stuff, so I'm sure you're still doing all right. Yeah. What was that? You never really said what that was all about last time I came to to help you guys. That's a story for a different day, I think. She smiles and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." Um I just want to I just want to dance. I'm having fun. I guess let's dance then. Let's just keep dancing. Let's just dance. <laughs> dance. I wish this was a visual medium so you could see Ari like in the dance floor behind you guys and then he sees you <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Completely stone cold expression and like when somebody dances in front of him, he suddenly disappears. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's staring happy, at happy, happy, happy. See, Sarah goes back to sad and then disappears. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Rude. Okay. <laughs> All right. You see, what's his name? Greg. You see Greg get three shots from the bar, and they are, they're clear shots. You know, he's a basic. You, did, you guys didn't say what spirit, and he's basic, so he probably got vodka shots. So he's on his way over when there is a scream. Oh, Jesus Christ. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. You see people kind of look around, but the music doesn't stop. And then there's another scream and some uh, squawking. And you see, like, somebody come up to, you see, you see Jordan come up to the DJ and whispers in his ear and the DJ uh, cuts the music. You hear that the screaming is coming from outside. I will look at Greg because he is a police officer and I'm going to run outside. (laughs) (laughs) I don't say anything. He doesn't have to follow me, but he is a police officer, technically. He... I uh, quickly puts the shots down on the bar and yeah, he would, he would spring into action for sure. Um, and Brittany follows behind you as well. Um, but like Jordan is like, Jordan's inside, um, doing his thing, uh, with the, with the staff trying to get everybody to calm down and stay in place while they, uh, figure out what's going on. So you run outside. Ray, Ray you wake up in a bright, stark white room. You're in a cell with a thick glass door, and you can see various monsters up and down the cell block. Well, that's about right. <laughs> you see maybe like you see a vampire, not anyone you recognize, but someone who's definitely a vampire. She's got a scrunched up face, and she's like just repeatedly slamming her fists up against the glass, trying to break it. You see sort of like a humanoid owl creature. That um, is sitting on the very thin, very uncomfortable looking bed in the cell. You see this like nude woman with these like 
with red stained hands, but the rest of her skin is very pale and it seems to be loosely fitted around her bones. She's kind of hunched over in a corner, like looking more um, with the pose of more like a creature than than a human. Um, and you see a very tall man in a top hat and a suit, and there's a violin on the on the corner in the corner of his cell. But other than that, everything, every inch of this place is this bright white kind of um, hard plastic looking material. What do you do? Um, I'll look over at the vampire. Just, yeah, just uh, let me know if that works. <laughs> so it's a cell like it's all glass, right? There's not like it's not like bars or anything. Yeah, no, it's um. It's like a yeah, it's a solid sheet of glass that seems to have some perforations or or uh, like a sliding part of it, but you don't see anything like a panel or a lock in your cell. There's a a sink and a toilet and a bed. All right, uh, I guess I'll look at the owl creature. Can I like? Can anyone hear each other in here? Yeah, yeah, you can hear the uh, the vampire sort of grunting as she slams her fists against the wall repeatedly. And yeah, actually, when you said, like, let me know if that works, she um, she looks frustrated and looks at you and just goes, Argh! and then she turns around and uh, sits on her bed and puts her head in her hands. Uh, she looks like she hasn't had anything to eat in a long time she looks like emaciated more so than a vampire usually is how uh how long you been in here too fucking long all right they they need to let me the fuck out of here or at least feed me uh does someone usually come come around here what what am i supposed to be the welcome wagon i mean you don't have to be but i mean i'm gonna get out of here so it's like I guess I don't have to help you. <laughs> oh, you think? Yeah. Everybody gets in here and they think they can get out of here with their powers. These guys have it all figured out. Well, it probably won't be mine, but I'll end up out of here one way or another. Well, you keep on hitting that thing. What's your whole deal anyway? What are you like? Uh, what are you like? Larry, the, the fucking cable guy or something? You know, that dude's actually from New York. Talk about oh, get her done. Yeah, he ain't even a country boy. Hmm. No, I work. I have a. I have an animal retreat. Name's Ray. Just little old Ray. Yeah. All right, Ray. Well, my name's Kyla. Nice to meet you. Hey, uh, you ever been to Tallahassee? You know a thing or two about Tallahassee? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I figured. Hmm. Well, I guess I guess we'll be sitting here uh, together for a little bit. So. <clears throat> I'm sure we'll get to know each other just fine. I just hope they bring me some blood. I don't even care if it's pig's blood anymore. Yeah. Well, what uh, what times the guard usually come around here? Is there a guard? I'm assuming there's a guard. I've seen movies. There's guards, but there's not much in the way of telling the time. It just kind of, it's always just fucking bright and not, not a clock anywhere. I'm going insane in here. What about the owl person over there? Do they do they talk? Uh, they say uh, you don't want to talk to her. She's uh, if you get her screeching, she's you know she doesn't shut up. We'll, we won't be able to sleep tonight. 
Really? I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I don't think I have much much else I plan on doing right now. I've been darted before. Yeah. I know I can't transform. <laughs> you were eventually able to transform. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of sit here, ride it out, so I can kind of see a routine. You make small talk with Kyla until the conversation fades, and then... Um, and then you both kind of sit there for a while. There are occasional, um, whoos and screeches and, <laughs> and, uh, kind of rage sounds from the other monsters. And then at some point, a hole opens up in the ceiling uh, of each cell. A pack of blood falls down for the vampire. Some m- meat falls down for the, uh, the owl creature uh, across from you. And uh, into your cell falls down some uh, some very raw meat, very uncooked, unseasoned, just meat. Can't even tell what it is. <laughs> yes. The hell you think I am? You gonna give me a lighter or something to cook this shit? I like it mid rare, but God, shit! Come on, man. <laughs> There is no reply. We see sort of a fisheye view from the corner of the cell of uh, Ray Ray sort of looking up at the ceiling like with his arms crossed. So, Sarah, you run out of the Golden Gull, uh, Greg and Brittany in tow, and you immediately can tell once you get outside that the screaming is coming from the lighthouse, the St. Anne lighthouse of course it is how far is that it's just right across the lawn it's uh kind of the central fixture of the park which is bordered by the golden gull the lighthouse is uh is not like on the beach it's it's been uh relocated at some point it's like in the middle of this park well you know what i'm gonna say no what could go wrong i'm (laughs) rushing Greg, Greg, Greg sees the lighthouse and he goes, looks like a penis. No, he doesn't. <laughs> give, <laughs> give him a chance. <laughs> give him a chance to be a normal dude. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so once you get in, then you see like a spiral staircase that leads up to the top and you can hear uh, commotion. The, the, there's noise coming from um, coming from up above. You can hear the squawking of birds, and you can hear, uh, it sounds to be a, a teenage voice just kind of um, just kind of shouting. Uh, but, oh, but it, on the ground floor here, you can see an old man. Uh, he's smiling, and he's looking at you. Oh. <laughs> what, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> he looks at you like he's noticed you for the first time. He, you see that he's wearing like a peacoat and like a like an old captain's hat. Um, is, and he looks, is he a ghost? <laughs> That's my first question. <laughs> he, <laughs> you can roll investigate a mystery. God, the last time I was distracted by a ghost, somebody I love died. So you know what? <laughs> Some bullshit. That is a 10. Okay. Hold two. Hmm. Hmm. I guess what happened here is a good start. <laughs> you can kind of see this man as he stares at you. 
trying to recognize who you are, uh, you can see him smile. He smirks and he looks up and he says to you through a grizzled gray beard, Ah, the ones you're looking for up, up there, lassie. I told them to leave the gulls be. They wouldn't listen to me. It's probably just some teenagers. If I don't get to fucking meet this guy, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what sort of creature is it? You see him sort of fade uh, like a person wouldn't, like become almost like invisible for a moment or um, like the colors of him change, if that makes sense. Like his whole being, not just his skin and his eyes and hair, his clothes sort of become this ghastly gray hue as if he's phasing in and out of reality. And uh, you get a pretty good idea that this guy's a ghost. He a ghost. Okay. How long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? <clears throat> Are Greg and Brittany here with me? Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're just kind of like looking up at them. Greg starts to sort of make his way up the stairs a little bit, though. He's like... Does he see this old man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's like, he's running and he's like... We don't have time for that old man. We got to help these kids. All right. I'm going to follow Greg up the stairs. He doesn't have his gun out, right? <laughs> In case it's just kids. <laughs> um, Let's see. I don't think he'd have I mean, his gun. I'm one, I'm one to talk, but. Yeah, nobody brought their guns. <sighs> the golden gull doesn't allow guns. And I don't know yet that I don't have my powers currently, so. <laughs> If something happens, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to lay there and die. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're just running up the stairs. Okay, yeah. Uh, Brittany seemed pretty freaked out by this ghostly oh, yeah. being. Brittany, but, get out. <laughs> but she, but she, okay. So, yeah, she was going to, she went to follow you, but, um, but you tell her to hang back. Yeah, I'm just going to tell her to wait here, like outside of the, outside of the lighthouse. What if someone's hurt up there? I, I need to help. Just be ready to call 911, okay? That, that's a good point. I'll, call, I'll go ahead and call. Um, all right, I'll be right back. What have I done? <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I don't have magical powers. It's fine. Um, okay, so you get to the top of the lighthouse, and there is a ladder that leads up through a gate, but the gate is locked, the sort of um, kind of a trapdoor situation. Mm -hmm. but there's a padlock there. Does the old man have a key? Uh, do you want to go back downstairs? Yeah. Um, okay, Greg, go get your gun. Uh, I don't know what the hell's happening. My, my, uh, yeah, I mean, it's in the car. Should I go get it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's happening here. You don't think we could get through this door somehow? And he starts to, like, rattle it. I mean... Yeah, it seems locked. All right. All right. You're right. <laughs> I was going to say, I can try, but you have to close your eyes. And then it just sounded familiar. What? <laughs> okay, I'm going to sit. Yeah, I'm going to send him to go get his gun. And I'm going to try to use. You can't really use Jinx to unlock something. Uh, you try to you start to try to access your powers to try and do something to this lock. And you find that it is uh, not within reach. Your power has left you since you wouldn't kill Johnny Metters like the devil asked you to. <laughs> Greg's gone now, right, too? 
Yeah, he's on his way down the stairs. Hello. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to the devil inside of me. <laughs> you get no answer. Oh, it takes help. Can you hear me? <laughs> the deal is non-negotiable. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm going to turn around and go down the stairs and try to talk to this old man and get more information from him. This old dead man, I should say. <laughs> uh, you get back down there and the chamber is empty. God damn it. What do you do? Well, and I can't use hunches in this situation. Uh, yeah, I think that qualifies as your devil powers. I was about to say, are all my moves my devil? I have nothing. <laughs> I have literally nothing. I didn't even bring a weapon with me. Do I see a big stick somewhere? Yeah, they're some they must be doing some kind of repairs on the stairs. So there's uh there's some some scrap pieces of wood and there you can find a pretty long uh two by four. Is there like a hammer or anything? Yeah. Yeah, there's a little tool set. I want to try to break the lock open. Okay. I don't know what to do how to do that, but it's like a like a generic padlock. Yeah. All right, I can try to, like, stick two different size screwdrivers in there and <laughs> try what I've seen on Skyrim. <laughs> 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 I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm just, just trying to... I am try trying to think what this would be. I don't think you're going to be able to pick the lock with two <laughs> screwdrivers like you've seen in Skyrim. Um... <laughs> I don't want to burst your bubble, but those are lockpicks. Right. No, no, I'm just saying. I meant like a la Skyrim. You could potentially just try to break the lock with a hammer and a screwdriver. Yeah, that, I that, can try that. that makes sense. Don't, don't, I'll try that. Don't at me if it's uh, if this is an impossible <laughs> thing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I there's really a role here for that. I think you can break the lock with these tools like a human could. Mm. Um, I think you're perfectly capable of such a thing. Yeah, in fact, the uh, the yelling, the shouting has turned from fear to uh, shouts of, of pain, and it sounds to be more urgent at the moment. Oh, God. Oh, God. And you bust this lock open and uh, ascend the ladder to see that there's a teenage boy. He seems to be held for some reason against the hand railing of the, um, you know, of the outside of the lighthouse. And there is a seagull who is pecking a hole in his chest. <laughs> you hear a voice in your head say to you, You need to put this poor boy out of his misery. Push him. Push him, Sarah. Push him to his own.
no, hang on one second, my cat just exploded something. Cat? Did it throw up? Did she throw up? Or did she have hair everywhere? <laughs> There's, there is shit everywhere. <laughs> and cat litter. And hair balls. <laughs> what a great middle trill. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>